So, do not necessarily represent those of the management and staff of WTCA. It's the What's Your Opinion Show, our daily talk show focusing on you, the people, events, and issues of Marshall County. Now, here's your hosts, Kathy Bodorf and Rusty Nixon. It's another beautiful day in downtown Plymouth. (laughs) I thought I'd use the mayor's tagline. Yes. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) Sure, why not? (sighs) Just how beautiful is it, Kathy? Well, it's not raining right now, so that's a good thing. You weren't aware there was going to be a quiz, were you? But it is going to rain today. Well, that's right. It's going to rain for like, uh, it's going to be like arc rain. Um, uh, it does seem like we've been having some of that happening. Yeah. Um, I was down in Muncie last weekend. I don't know what they had hit them, but they must have had like, I don't know, like a monsoon. There was standing water literally everywhere. So I don't, I don't know what hit them, but it's, it was it. To say that it was soggy is to not do it justice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was literally standing water almost everywhere you looked. Um, I know that uh, in my neighbor's backyard, I've seen a pond happen back there that doesn't normally happen. So yeah. I don't know. I don't have that problem. I have sewers where I live. I have storm drains where I live, so I don't have to worry about that. I have all the amenities of civilization. (laughs) So, yeah. (sighs) It is the Thursday version of the Watch Opinion Show. It is May 5th today. And we are playing Cinco de Mayo. Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where's the margaritas, Rusty? And the tacos and the enchiladas. And... Well, you weren't here early enough. Oh, I missed. I missed it all. <laughs> you huh? missed every bit of it because I was the only one here. But there was there was just barely enough for me. So. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, I'm always thinking of you. Always trying to take care of you. See, here's what I was thinking. I was thinking that those items would probably not be good for your health. I know you're trying to eat more healthy and, and, you know, all that. So um, rather than tempt you with all of that, I decided I'd probably better consume it all so that that you wouldn't have to struggle inwardly with saying no to the temptation. So as I said, I'm always thinking of you. Thank you. You're welcome. so kind of you. You're welcome. Uh, You're welcome. It's just that's who I am. Yep. Always looking out for the other guy. You got that right. That's that's what I do. <laughs> uh, we are going to have a guest a little bit later on in the show. Uh, I believe Tom Keb is coming in. And we're going to be talking about the Farmer's Market in Plymouth, which opens this Saturday. Speaking of healthy. There you go. Exactly. And think about it, Rusty. With your location now. Oh, yeah. You can just... Saunter down. Saunter. The- if you had a bicycle, you could pedal over. I mean, 
Yeah. You know, it's almost too close for a bicycle. You know, no, I mean, even I, when I was a kid, there there were certain places. It, it's just too close to ride your bike. Just walk over there. My girlfriend, our house was on Lincoln Way, and then there was another house to the east, and then her house was the next house. We'd, obviously, we would ride our bikes over to Kim's house. Well, we would do that, but it was only because we were going to ride them somewhere else. Well, we just wanted to be prepared in case we had to go I mean, somewhere. If, if, if I was visiting somebody on the back street, which would have been, I don't know what they did, the one over the... Between Pennsylvania and, and Lincoln Way. Yeah, just the, there were a couple... Ferndale yeah. is the one that's right behind if you. If I was going to go to Ferndale, And I Hillcrest just, was the next yeah. one. I I just I walk over there because you you walk through a couple of backyards, and <laughs> you're right there. It's easier than riding your bike all the way around, around to the, the block. corner. Oh, you were taking a shortcut. Yeah, you just back walk then. Over. Even you were taking yeah. the shortcuts. Well, that's the story of my life. <laughs> okay, that is the story of my life. That's why I'm in the state I'm in right now. <laughs> there was a boy who lived. You're going to have to narrow it down. A few houses east of you lived in a smaller gray house. East. Between you and Ed Kelso. Uh, Mark Leffler lived down there. That's the name. Yeah. wonder whatever happened to him. Oh, he's still hanging around. Right. I'm a Facebook friend with him. I he's still thought he was cute. Oh, really? But he was younger than me. Yeah, a he was. younger than me. He so. was. But yeah, I think, uh, I think he drives for a living, if I'm not mistaken. He's a Facebook friend of mine, so he's still... He's okay. still out there kicking and being ordinary. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> Just... He and Marty Hogman were the two first oh. people I met in this town. They were they were the first two guys that um, that I met when I moved to town. Wow. So yeah, uh, it was kind of they were in my kindergarten class, and then and then of course you lived right yeah, near them. About the later that day, they show up at my house, and I'm like. You live right out. It was just like that was that was crazy. Wow, like, I I had a surprise that Marty Hogman because that he had to cross the street to get there in kindergarten. Oh, he he just <laughs> ran wild when he was that age. Yes, just he did. Oh. Yeah, just ran wild. <laughs> we all yeah. ran wild, really. They had much. a trampoline at one point down at Marty's house. Really, I thought yeah. it was I thought it was the Rudds that had a trampoline. Oh. Pretty sure that that Ned well, had one. Well, that could have been, but they they were way too much older <laughs> for us. Yeah, but Marty had one down there at his house, but I, I, I wasn't athletic, so I never wanted to get on it. <laughs> we didn't athletic. hang much at his house. You don't have to be athletic. You just well, it was uh, his sister. Was That's because really he was always older. hanging with you. Yeah, yeah, probably his brother and sister. He had a brother. We're really too, older than him. Older, yeah. Um, so I mean, they were almost adults by the time we yes, were five or six definitely. years old. But uh, so I, yeah, I plus as two guys, Cavi, you know. <laughs> Those days, you don't hang out with guys. Don't do Girls that. don't hang out with guys. Back no, because both sexes are icky yes. to the other one. They're yes. icky. <laughs> oh, we digress. Yes, we do. To our childhood again. Yeah. Well, why not? Um, I do want to let folks know that tonight the Marshall County Park Board is meeting in the second floor uh, meeting room of the county building. If you are so inclined, you're more than welcome to attend. Even if you don't want to say anything you just kind of want to know what's happening the meeting starts at 6 p.m 
And on the agenda is an update for the Mill Pond bike trails, including some trail improvements. There's, you know, they they have plan they plan to open a new section of trail before or on Memorial Day this weekend. Cool. Um, that's going to bring in oh, at least another mile of trails out there. So. And then there will be uh, some discussion about the Memorial Forest. That's where they're going to be relocating the historic trustee cabin uh, on State Road 17 at the curve by the Old West School. That cabin's coming out eventually. It'll be later, late, late summer into the fall uh, where they will be coming and removing it log by log and then transferring it Mm -hmm. down there. And then the the plan is to get it put back up. Um, maybe they could just take no, you can't because you got to start at the top and take the logs down. And when you build it, you got to start at the bottom and build the logs up. So they can't just take a log down and build it. Take a log because it's like a puzzle. It has to go back the same way it came out, basically. So well, then I'm I'm glad they haven't asked me to do it. Yeah, but uh, there'll be some discussion there and um, some discussion on the kayak canoe project that uh, there's a, a committee that's been put together that you know is trying to find some additional locations throughout the county where we could get an a good access to either put in or take out from the Yellow River um, Bremen's kayak launch really should be open by now i almost feel that yeah. it might might be open now or it's very near opening and for them to come down the next really good place for them to get out is in the par- centennial park at the sledding hill that is a long haul yeah and so they've been trying to find along one of the bridges up that way king road or or something a place where they you could get do a, a good get out, but the problem is obviously you have to be careful that you're not infringing on somebody else's property. Right. And um, if if the county is actually creating something specific, then it has to be ADA compatible. Right. Which yeah. it doesn't mean you have to have the in the water launch to be ADA accessible. But you had to have the parking area and getting to the water right. uh, accessible, which, you know, doesn't really work. I would say in the most time you have to have a, a smooth path. Yeah. Um, you know, granted for a lot of people, a gravel driveway or a parking area is okay. But if you're in a wheelchair and right. you're trying to move yeah. a kayak, that doesn't really work. So um, we'll see what uh, they can come up with. And then... Um, they have applied for an ecological grant um, that will look at what is growing in the memorial forest and living, growing and living in the memorial forest and also at Mill Pond Trail. Um, so they can make kind of make some plans and, and like, oh, this is something that we need to watch and not let it get out of control. So like an invasive plant or something that we need to be on the lookout for. Or, oh, look, we have some unusual, I don't know, birds nesting in these trees. And we don't want to, you know, mess with them. So, um, or, oh, over here, this is kind of like quicksand. So we want to keep people away from this. Oh, heaven, yes. Yeah. So that's what this 
this uh, study is going to be is looking at and making sure that as they develop these parks that they develop them with those things in mind. Like if they would want to put a shelter in, a pavilion type thing, yeah. you know, what the right place would be for that. So um, they have a, a contract that is um, being proposed with Cardno for that. So we'll discuss that. Um, the meetings are open to the public. And I am, I'm working right now. I'm getting the meetings streamed live. Um, they're held in the commissioner's meeting room. So right. the equipment is all there. It's just that nobody on the board actually knows how to get it turned on and then turned off. So um, I did talk mm. with the county commissioner yesterday and say, you know, what can we do to get this meeting streamed live so that folks can either watch it live or the nice thing about it with the county meetings is they are basically podcast right. for 30 days. So um, you have the ability to go back and listen to the meeting or look at that meeting um, after it's happened. So if for some reason I, I couldn't get to the meeting, the next day I could watch the meeting. Sure. So, yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens. Also want to let folks know that uh, Josh Pitts, he happens to be the director of programming at the Marshall County Jail. He appeared before the Plymouth Board of Public Works and Safety recently and the Marshall County Commissioners. Uh, he is planning to conduct a recovery walk and family resource fair. And so on April 25th, he presented um, his request um, to, and what the proposal is, is to meet at the courthouse, have a little program with some speakers, and then this is be on Saturday, August the 27th, and then walk from the courthouse as a group down to Christos Banquet Center. And then at the Banquet Center, which happens to be right next door to the Sober Living House here, which that's going to be our guest tomorrow. So we're going to find out about right. the Sober Living House tomorrow. Um, in the parking lot at Crystal's, they're going to have a resource fair. So those people who are recovering um, have the opportunity to maybe they're needing some additional counseling or, or something like that. Or uh, they might need some resources such as the Neighborhood Center or something. The, those kind of organizations will be there set up in booth styles and, or a family member who knows somebody who is struggling in their recovery from addiction um, can get resources there. So um, his permission first was to the city, will you allow us to conduct this walk? Um, and I think Josh's plan in his head was, we're going to walk down Jefferson Street as a big group. Right. Um, the police chief had concerns with walking on the street right. and really wanted them to stay on the sidewalk. Well, we have sidewalk until you get to Liberty Street. Yeah. And then there's no sidewalk, although you are in kind of like a business mode there. So there's parking areas. Right. So you're not totally, you're not really in the street. You're still in a parking right. area. It goes around by. Uh, A&M, and then Bob's Cafeteria. The old car lot over yeah. there. Yeah. The old Master Pontiac yeah. place. And then when you get in front of the Sober Living House, the sidewalk begins and, and goes over to Chris, through Christos, too. And so um, the fire or the police chief, no, the sheriff was there at the meeting, at the city meeting. 
And he said that he would be willing to provide county officers to be at the front and the back in patrol cars if if the crowd is big enough and they need to walk on the street that they would help get them down there safely. And so the city was better with that, that they don't have to provide that service. So then this week he went before the Marshall County Commissioners and said, hey, we want to have this re- recovery walk. Can we have a meeting on the courthouse lawn uh, on August the 25th for a, a short program? Um, he's already lined up. Judge Matt Sarber mm-hmm. uh, is going to be one of the guest speakers. And also Ward Byers from Community Corrections is going to be another one of the speakers. And the commissioners gave him permission to con- you know, be on sure. the east side and conduct that event. And so... Uh, just a heads up, and actually, let me look at my calendar because Josh is actually. Oh, I think it's. I think it's on Monday. Yes, he'll be here Monday. Oh, okay. to talk about the cool. walk. So, there you go. All right. All right. Now let me get back to my computer. <laughs> News next story. Come on. Okay. Boom. Oh, this is a good one, actually. Oh, it's a good one. Yes, it well, is. Well, good. I'm happy. The Plymouth Community School Board met Tuesday evening on election night uh, in the administration conference room. And um, the recommendation came from the superintendent. First off, uh, you know, I guess we need to talk a little bit that um, during this school year, Jen Felke left i i didn't really realize that her position was considered a principal but yeah. i guess she was principal over the wagner school of inquiry right and so with her leaving that left an opening and so um they opened up that principal position at the high school and uh there were 15 applications for that job and there was a search committee that was put together um, the search committee looked at those 15 applications and narrowed them down to five. And they interviewed the top five candidates. From there, they narrowed it down to two who they did second interviews with. And Mr. Mulhotter said that uh, Jacob Singleton, who actually works for the Plymouth Community School Corporation, stood out among all of the candidates with a relentless passion for helping students achieve, and his compassion for staff members. Um, Jake Singleton actually currently is an assistant principal at Lincoln Junior High. But he started, his entire career so far has been at the Plymouth Community School Corporation. He began in 2012 as a social studies teacher. In 2017, he started teaching at the Wagner School of Inquiry. And for the last three years, he has been the assistant principal at Lincoln Junior High. And the school board members unanimously uh, accepted the recommendation of the superintendent to hire hire Jake Singleton as the new WSOI principal at Plymouth High School. So hats off to Jake. He's the one who has actually done the Lincoln Leeds program over at the junior high where those kids have been out and about in the community doing a a number of community projects. So. I think that's kind of a a cool thing. Yes, it is. 
Um, also want to let folks know that the Marshall County Alcoholic Beverage Commission, they meant on Tuesday, well, they should have meant on Tuesday morning because it was election day. They meant on Wednesday morning. Okay. Um, they too are meeting typically in the second floor meeting room of the county building, which is the commissioner's building and working with a member of the local board and one of our county commissioners, I think we have come to a way that we can stream those meetings live and once again have the opportunity then after the meeting to be able to view them for 30 days. So hopefully by next month that will be in place. Uh, But on Wednesday they met, they had four automatic renewals. And so for folks who have, you know, an alcohol permit, if they've had no violations, then their permits basically are automatically right. renewed. The first one was Acre Outdoor Products, which most of you guys will know as Culver Marina's Boardwalk Grill. The next one was Jameson's Town & Country Packaged Liquors. And this one is down in Culver. It's known as Town & Country Liquor. Um, yeah. Then we have Swan Lake Holdings, which happens to be at the Swan Lake Resort. And finally, the Culver VFW. Um, those four were automatically renewed. They didn't even have to show up to the meeting. Uh, it's it's just a rubber stamp and away we go. Uh, the next one on the agenda was a transfer request. And they were transferring their alcohol permit from the trap at Pretty Lake to Fat Cats LLC. Okay. Which is in the same building. So it's right. really... The liquor license stayed with the building, but the different people are in there. So they they, cha- they they transferred that one. The final agenda on this month's meeting was the application of the Reese Theater for a beer, wine, and liquor permit. Um, and the application was actually postponed until next month. Because the state is still taking time reviewing their request to have a civic center alcohol permit instead of right. your typical alcohol permit. Um, and and it all is contingent on if the state approves that they are a civic center with the Plymouth Redevelopment Commission having leased the building from the Reese. And then, in turn, leased it back to the Reese. That that gives it under the civic center part of things. So we'll see how things go. If the state if the state thinks that's legit, and that's honestly, to tell you the truth, that is exactly what the excise officer told him to do. Okay. So yeah. it's like okay. Um, their next meeting will be on Tuesday, June the seventh at ten a.m. And as I said. They meet in the second floor meeting room of the county building. So I have an arrest, and this one, I can't believe the Facebook comments on this one. I, to me, it, Why? it's a no-brainer, but... Why would you not believe the Facebook comments? Come on. Okay. Well, this happened Saturday... About one twenty in the morning, officers from the Plymouth Police Department responded to uh, McDonald's, basically, 2010 North Michigan Street, for the report of a male subject in the drive-thru with a gun. 
you know that, that that's the information I got. No, right. no details of was it in the host store or not. Yeah. You know, was it laying on the seat? Did he pull it on them? I don't. I don't know any of that. Just that there was a gun. See, I'm not the only one that wants backstory. <laughs> uh, city officers conducted a traffic stop and this with the subject in the McDonald's parking lot and located the firearm. Um, this suspect, who happens to be Francisco Salsa, um, lives here in Plymouth at 1687 North Michigan Street. Um, and he is known to officers to have multiple previous violent felony convictions. Okay. And a violent felon is not permitted to carry a gun. No, that that makes sense, I would think. Uh, yes. Uh, so Mr. Salsa was arrested and lodged in the Marshall County Jail for possession of a firearm by a previous violent offender and carrying a firearm without a permit. He was held on a $3,000 cash bond. This happened Saturday morning, about 1 o'clock in the morning. About 10 o'clock in the morning, his cash bond was paid and he was released. Well. Um, <laughs> bad. Just so folks know, even though the state has gone to the no permit required, the no carry yeah. permit, yeah. it hasn't gone into effect yet. Okay. So don't be carrying your gun around if you don't have a permit for it right I now. I mean, I... I I I have an inkling that he probably wouldn't be able to get one anyway. Um, he wouldn't be able to purchase a gun, and he would not be able to acquire a carry permit. No, for the rest of his yeah, life. I would I would think that would be the yes. case. Yeah, but people are well. How did they know he was a violent felon? Well, was the gun on the seat or was it in a holster? Did they point it at him? Well, I don't know. The story didn't say. But if it was in a holster, I highly doubt that you could really see it. You know, uh, in the drive-up window. You know, go for I, it! Come I, on! I don't want to spit I, it out. I, I I really want to be mean, but I I. Bottom line, whether it was in a holster or in a Tupperware bowl in the back seat (laughs) is completely and absolutely irrelevant. He is a convicted violent felon. A gun anywhere within his reach is not legal. But how did they know in the drive-up window that he was a convicted violent felon? Well, they don't. They, but the guy drives up with a gun? Obviously, I, exactly. they saw to it. To me, I, it's like how long they saw a gun. It's not something that you just typically see, I'm sure, in the drive-up window. Look, I worked at Penguin Point in the 70s. I can tell you, I worked the window... I never saw somebody drive up with a gun. Uh, you know, actually, I may have. Because back then, you could have a rifle in the back window of yeah, your pickup truck, you basically. Yeah, well, guys used to bring them to school because they'd, yes. they'd go hunting yes. after school. But I never saw a pistol. No. And I would assume that that 
I, of course, I'm assuming, and we know what assuming means. Right. I, I would assume that he had a pistol. And not an assault rifle. Or, or yeah, with him. Yeah. But, you know. No, I mean. You I, know. And, our, and our police force is pretty darn knowledgeable of knowing they've dealt with these people. And this guy said he had multiple felon. Right. So it's a good chance one of the police officers had actually arrested him at one point. And when they get to McDonald's, they call in his license plate. And at that point, if he is connected to that vehicle, it pops up that he is a convicted felon. Right. Um, a violent offender. Right. So, you know. Yeah, I I got to be honest with you. If somebody pulled into the drive-up window while I'm working, I'd, even if I saw a gun, I don't think I'd call the police. I mean, I'm, I'm one of those people who just assumes, well, you, you, you know what I'm saying? It's none of my business. I'm not going to. So he, one didn't, of, he didn't point it at me. Well, that's what the guy says. One of the guys said, Jay says, the whole point is someone's calling the cops for absolutely no reason. Well. And I said, a man with a gun in the drive-thru is no yeah, reason. And then yeah. Michael says, depends if it was out of the holster or not. If it was laying on the seat, yes. But if it was in the holster, no. Well, and <laughs> once again, I and he's, I'm sure he's right. But, bottom line... Doesn't matter where or how or, you know, it could have been. It could have been hidden under the seat. Yeah, for but some then reason. they wouldn't have seen it. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. So it had to be out in plain sight. Yeah, but the guy, even if I'm not sure, he just got pulled over right. for the heck of it. Right. For a tail light out. Right. And that gun was under the seat. He would have been in trouble. No, for a it. lot of trouble. Yeah. But so... uh, I. Yeah, I just don't know if I would have called the police if I saw a gun. I, I don't know. Really? I I don't think I would have. Wow. Well, you're a guy. I, I guess it has something to do with it. Well, as long as he didn't point it at me. As long as it wasn't in his hand. I mean, you know. I'm, I, you know, but I mean, think about it. In reality, you go in a drive up. Yeah. Why would you have a gun in plain view. I mean, it I know, had yeah, to have been in plain view. Yeah. Especially um, when you know that you're going to jail if geez. anybody sees it. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's just kind of crazy to me. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I also have another story from the Plymouth Community School Board. Um on Tuesday evening, they approved an agreement with Solar Energy Systems from Napanee to construct two solar array systems for the corporation. One will be at Washington Discovery Academy. The second will be at Riverside Intermediate School. And um, these solar energy programs are actually going to generate energy that is going to be used by the school. So it's going yeah. to help reduce their electric bills, basically. Uh, Dave Schoff, Director of Operations for the Plymouth Community School Corporation, uh, presented three bids for the project to the board on April the 26th. Uh, GRNE Solar uh, bid $1,788,000. Martell Electric bid $1,452,000. 
no, $1,452,630. And the low bid came from Solar Energy Systems at $1,308,405.18. Bruce Breeden from Telemon Corporation, a graduate of Plymouth High School. Yes, he is. They almost always mention that. um, Said that once the board had selected a company, then Telemon will work at getting the price reduced even further because they're actually combining two projects. So you're kind of like, you can order it all together and save costs on ordering a bigger amount of material. Um, and having uh, the crew here, you can get started on this building, this one going on, and mm-hmm. then maybe the second crew comes in to finish that one up while those guys move over to start the next one. Um, and so there should be a continued price reduction, although he did mention that it did come in under bid. Uh, the school corporation had proposed a $1.5 million budget for the project. So um, they they approved allowing the superintendent to sign the contracts um, before their next meeting so that, that solar energy systems can go ahead and get moving forward, ordering the materials that they are going to need to get this project completed. So I, I'm kind of interested in that only because I think it's, what a great way to have students kind of like in the – this would be the STEM curriculum, right. I would think, uh, where you got science and technology working together to create energy. So hopefully somehow it is set up so they can actually bring students out there and show them, you know, right. how the panels work and the energy that's created and maybe even have somewhere inside the school – so that they can see how much energy is being created and, you know, how they're going to save money or something. I, I just think that's kind of a neat thing. Sure. And then finally, Sergeant Do- Joe Dyche with the Plymouth Police Department investigated the report of a subject laying on the ground in a parking lot Sunday evening, May 1st, at 1804 West Jefferson Street in Plymouth, this happens to be Serenity, Serenity House, mm-hmm. the permanent supportive housing facility. Um, and I have no idea if this gentleman lives in the house, was visiting in the house, or what. But 26-year-old Juan Hernandez uh, was booked into the... He has a booking address of twenty-five or 2403 Michigan Road here in Plymouth. He was located and arrested for invasion of privacy... And possession of marijuana. What, for taking a nap? Well, could the invasion of privacy being that he didn't live there, but he was laying on their driveway? I have no idea. I'm not sure. Um, He was uh, taken to the Marsh County Jail and held on a $500 cash bond. He was released on Tuesday, May 3rd at 645 in the evening with no judicial review, which means the officer did not get the probable cause affidavit all finished up um, and they can only hold somebody for 48 hours before they have to have charges for them. So um, he's not off the hook. He will be charged. Those, those paper, that paperwork will get completed and he will be charged and he will be ordered into court for his decision to take a nap at Serenity house. Yeah. Well, you know, when when you're tired, you just sometimes just need eh, put my head down for just a moment. I'll be okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> All right. 
Okay, well, Rusty, I think we're ready to take our first okay. break of the morning. Thursday. Uh, Thursday. Yeah. There is something oh, in the okay. box because I filled up yeah, the did. prize box I today, yesterday. So we'll see what... Got what... a couple of things today, actually. Yes. Uh, I think this must be an extra one. Is there two in there? Yeah. Oh, yep. I did. Sorry. Uh, that's okay. Darn. Um, I thought I was doing so good. I got a place. I'll, I'll put the other one uh, <laughs> as it goes into my pocket. Um, we'll give that away first because we have a, we got food today. We've got two prizes Yeah, we today. got a lot of food today. And now uh, let's do the other one first since this is a... A big event coming up. Tri Kappa is having a fundraiser, tenderloin and fries dinner. Ralph yes, Smith. and it's Friday. Yes, six um, o'clock or fi- Friday May six, five thirty to six at seven. River Park. Five thirty to seven. You do it. Right. <laughs> I, I'm messing up. You just do it. Five thirty to seven. River Park Square. Can't beat a tenderloin with a stick. Matter of fact, you shouldn't. You should eat it. Yeah. So. Try Kappa having their fundraiser uh, tomorrow, 5.30 to 7, River Park Square. Tickets are 10 bucks. I got a freebie if you are caller number 6, 574-936-4096, 574-936-4096, free tenderloin and prize. we want you to wait 30 days 30 between days. each time you win a yep. prize here on WTCA. You or your family have so. won in the last 30 days. Yep. Please give somebody else a shot and start dialing. If you want to know what's going on in Marshall County, just reach for the Pilot News. Local government, people, and places. Since 1851, the Pilot News has been Marshall County's only daily local newspaper. So when you want to know what's happening around town, pick up the Pilot News. Call 936-3101 today and have everything in Marshall County delivered to your doorstep. The Pilot News. Welcome back to the quickest podcast ever, brought to you by Kohl's. Today's topic deals on Mother's Day gifts. Moms are the best and deserve the best, which is why I went to Kohl's and got Nike tees for under 30 bucks, jewelry for just $19.99, and slippers for under 17 bucks. Leave it to you to find all the savings. What can I say? Like mother, like daughter. Did I mention you can get an extra 15% off or even more with a Kohl's card? Your mom would be so proud. Select styles, Nike Salons, May 8th. Coupons do not apply. 15% off rents, May 15th. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. tuned in to what's your opinion on wtca in plymouth be part of the conversation by calling 574-936-4096 or text the show at 574-307-6647 and now here's kathy and rusty trying to shake there and it didn't work out hurt something for you i pulled something that's enough shaking going on yeah uh jack 
Eat your tenderloin, buddy. <laughs> tenderloin and fries tomorrow. Or not to- Yeah, it is tomorrow. It is tomorrow. It is finally Friday. I have been messed up. If you have actually looked at my news, I have been messed up all week on trying to figure out what day I'm doing the news for. And I... I I had stuff I know that was for today, but I had written Friday on it. It's like, what is the matter with me? Yeah, well, okay. I I don't ever know what day it is, so. (laughs) They all run into. Yeah, everything just runs completely together. So, um, I just cleaned my schedule, so I can, what time do you? Like me there. Now. <laughs> okay. Well, until Tom Kemp shows up. Uh, uh, we had baseball last night, Rusty. Yes, we did. It was not a pretty game. Uh, actually, it was a decent game. It was wasn't, it? Yeah, it just wasn't, wasn't the outcome that no, we wanted. No. Um, Mr. Walker played a very... It, was a, it wasn't a... One one of those where everybody was kicking the ball all around the park. Um, it, it just it was uh, score wasn't what you wanted, but it wasn't. <laughs> the a, score wasn't ended a up being game. the wrong side. Yeah. What was the final score? Five to two. Okay, I believe. Well, I we came back right. because I, when I went in to the Plymouth Plan Commission BZA meeting last night, it was five to nothing. Yeah. So we did come back in. Yep, and we had the tying run at the plate. Oh, you're kidding. No. No, I, yeah, we had the lead run to play, believe it or not. At the end of the game, bases uh, were loaded. So, I, I heard at one point before I went in that you said th- uh, they'd left the bases uh, loaded twice, yeah. I think. And... It was three times. Okay. So that was, the that's score. the frustrating part if you're, um, if you're us. Cause, uh... Oh, Tom thought it was Friday. Oh, okay. Well, so, okay. All right. Now we we just left too many people on. They've been getting the hits to to not have that happen lately. But last night just didn't didn't do it. Who'd they so, play last night? Mishawaka. Um. So it was a conference game, and you know they're dead even both uh, regular season and conference record eight and eight four and four. So. I think that's him calling in. Yeah. <laughs> it is him calling in. Oh, that's gosh. what I see. I didn't realize. I think I have. I might have his phone number in my phone because I saw his name pop up. So we'll do an, a live on the phone interview with okay. Thomas Keb. All right. Then I need to hit a button. Yep. You can get ready. I am Are ready. you ready? Don't make me sway again because it, it'll hurt. Shake, shake, shake. Yeah, I know. I got the whole. I got the whole nine yards. Okay, I think. Uh, I think. The, you think you're ready? I think the front office okay. has done their due diligence and uh, Good. placed them where I can actually communicate with them. Tom, are you there? Hello, hello. I am. I am. I am. <laughs> oh, guys, morning. I am so sorry for being sick last week or the other day. That's okay. You're sorry for being sick. Yeah. Come on, man. That's not you. That happens. To, yeah. Oh man. Oh. Believe me, I know that firsthand. <laughs> yes, he does. So, Tom, we are ready for the Plymouth Farmers Market to open. Are you ready? Um, 
Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen whether you're ready or not. You, you know what? Yes, it is. It, it's going to happen. We are, you know, we're ready. Um, as ready as we ever are, you know, because you never know what's going to happen. But, yeah, it's kind of an exciting time. So, Okay, so um, the Farmer's Market in Plymouth is opened in River Park Square. And you guys open the Saturday of Mother's Day weekend. And you were yeah. open until, you open the all the way continuously every Saturday through the second Saturday in October, correct? Yeah, second Saturday in October, that's right. All right. And how long have we had the farmer's market in Plymouth? Uh, it's 19 years this year. Wow. That Isn't is that so fantastic. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? I just, every time I think of that, I keep thinking, wow, it doesn't seem that long, but it hasn't been. Um, you know, it started, it was, I think it's 2004. So, yeah. Cool. And, and it, it, it has changed over the years. Um with the city acquiring some property in the floodplain, they were able to create the beautiful River Park Square. And when they created that, they actually worked with the farmer's market to create a venue uh, that would be easy uh, access for the marketers to come in and have their their vet, their tents and stuff set up. You know, yeah, we worked for the first started designing the park we worked very closely with uh, everybody that was involved in that and they included us and it was like a giant size partnership to, to design it so that it works for everybody involved and i think it turned out really well for, for everybody you know well i just Parking. love the way it's set up that all of the uh, the vendors are on kind of like on the inside and then you walk inside of that so um, it, it gives you the opportunity to kind of mingle with people that you have seen. Um, you know, there are there are a few places where you can actually sit down and, and just in, enjoy look what people watching if you want to, or sit down with somebody you haven't seen since last farmers market. Well, you know, yeah, I have to say this: I think that's what the market's all about. You know. Um, I know in the past we've talked about that a little bit, and I think the market is more about let's go visit a lot of people that we haven't seen. And, <laughs> you know, it's funny because you, you walk around and you see this little group and that little group, and then you walk around again and you go, oh, they, they shifted to different groups now, and 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 it, and it just keeps going that way. And the bonus part is you can stop while you're there, you know, good healthy food stuff and well, play it. You know, that's I think that's the thing that the farmer's market does make available for folks is the opportunity to eat fresh, healthy fruits and vegetables. Um, a, lo a lot of times, well, when we get really into the good season, which I think right now probably is asparagus season fresh here. Yeah. Uh, asparagus is not quite ready yet, but okay. I'm going to say next week. We'll have asparagus. I mean, somebody's going to have some. I'm, I'm sure that I'll have probably one vendor who ha may have some. Okay. But, you know, I usually have a lot myself, and it's just not ready yet. It's, I mean, another we need some warm weather to get it to grow up instead of just sitting still. With this weather, it's been 
just dormant, you know. Uh, yeah, the spring has not worked out as well as people would have hoped, no. I think. No. But I did but, hear that warm weather is coming. That's what I keep hearing. You guys keep telling us the weather report or saying, I hear 80 degrees now. Um, it's coming. So that, That's what I've heard. Yep, I, I keep hearing it. So I keep saying, well, let's hope the weatherman's not wrong. I'm with you on that. So, so. Uh, can you tell us kind of, I'm sure you have a, a, a little bit of a list of who's coming. Um, oh, I do, somewhat. Off the top of my head, uh, you'll, you'll have uh, all the offers who have uh, a lot of vegetables. The ones right down from the last time uh, I have an Amish family bringing in hanging baskets. Gideon half settled going to be doing hanging baskets and plants. Hanging baskets? Vegetables. It's Mother's Day weekend. Yeah. Hello. That know, goes right? hand in hand. Yeah. Flowers, uh, flowers, hanging baskets, vegetable plants to get started in your own garden. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm kind of excited about. I want to see the plants. I like to see the flowers and stuff. So can you yeah. talk to us a little bit about how the farmer's market is set up? Um, the board, actually, there's a ratio of, I mean, the majority of what people are going to find down there are homegrown items. Um, but right. there are some that do... Uh, I want to say crafts, but they're unique. Like, um, well, right. Um, I have. Well, let's just say. I guess I'll put it this way. Yeah, uh, our our mission is plants, vegetable, heat, you know, eating healthy. You know that kind of stuff. Um, making sure that that's the most important part that we we do. Uh, yes, there are a couple of uh, crafters. Um, Ari's beads is there. She makes uh, handmade beads. She takes, uh, she finds glass and stuff out of the river, and then remolds it and and makes it into uh, little. What's that to me? And that's yeah, a great and, way you know, of recycling. I mean, that's kind of a yeah, unique and thing. She, and it's repurpose, recycle, um, and that kind of thing. And she does a wonderful job. Been with us a long time. Um, um, uh, the other one does, like, uh, she spins some wool and that kind of stuff and makes stuff out of that, you know. So that's, that's one of those locally things that is done right in hand, in hand and in-house. Uh, she doesn't spend so much anymore uh, like she used to because you know how that is. It's hard to do out there. But, so she does that. Um, I don't think what else I got. I, we're just restrictive on 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 craft because we're not a craft show. You know what I'm saying? Correct. So, uh, you may see me float one or two in throughout the year, you know, different things that have happened. Uh, just to help, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but it's not something that uh, we really try to chase down the guys who are doing the plants, the vegetables, the food, uh, that kind of stuff. So that we can promote the healthy living, we try to do not for profits. We like to help them out, and they do a lot of different things. One, like one does pancakes, you know, what they do breakfast, and another one will do biscuits and gravies and things like that. Other ones are just information, uh, so you have that. 
Uh, and then, of course, we're going to do some more activities this year. Yeah. Uh, while that that's opening up for us. So we'll have uh, our first salary, this salary, we're, we're going to have, uh, I, I believe it's Menominee. I don't have my paperwork in front of me, but it's Menominee and uh, uh, the Washington, the Washington, the text. Uh, Discovery Academy? Uh, Discovery Academy. That's it. They'll be there. The choir is going to both sing. So oh. that's exciting. Yeah. Very so, good. They'll be the first thing tomorrow or Saturday. Uh, I think they start at nine, and one will sing, and then the other one will sing after that. So, yeah. And, uh, so we'll have that, and we're looking looking at a couple others throughout the year to come and and you know play their instruments. I will have Marshall County Church Orchestra coming. Uh, um, and, oh my God. I wish I, had my, I wish I had my papers in front of me, but I don't. Do you, um, are you still looking for entertainment during the farmer's market? Always, always looking for somebody, something, okay. you know, for something to put, you know. And, and you know, it's kind of a new situation. Uh, I think promote yourself and um, kind of go from there. You know, it's not something, it's not like a paid review. It's, right. You know. We don't make that kind of money to be able to, not saying we can't help a little bit sometimes, but it's hard. But So if know, somebody knows somebody who, you know, is a great singer or a group yeah. that yeah. Uh, might be interested, they can contact you through Facebook. Um, uh, the yep. Farmer's Market has their own webpage there, or you can look yep. up for Tom Keb and contact yep. him that way. Um Yep, and, and make a recommendation. <laughs> yes, and that would be wonderful. Because, uh, you know, we're always trying to get different venues and you know, promote ourselves and, and activity-wise. And it's, it's fun. You know what I'm saying? And uh, since COVID, it kind of backed everybody out and they kind of got away from it. And so now they're getting excited about coming back in and doing some more stuff. So that, that, makes, that makes it happy. You occasionally have uh, Bruce's Big Grill down there, too, don't you? Oh, Bruce's uh, Barbecue, he's there every week, almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bruce, he, he, he's, a, he's a great guy. He, he does a wonderful job, but he won't be there opening day, though. Um, but he will be there. Okay. Uh, most of the year, he's always sitting down in the same spot. So, uh, and then you have uh, now. My understanding is, is Las Palmas will be back. I don't know whether he'll be there the first week either. Okay. I, I, the first week's always a struggle for him because of timing and stuff for whatever he does. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but he's got to get something broke and he's got to get it fixed. So, hopefully, he'll make it. But if not, hopefully, the next week. And and a lot of your vendors come back uh, year after year and season after season and and so they'll basically be set up typically in the same spot. They kind of just this is like their little corner or their little piece and and they just show up week after week so people can get used to where they are and not have to continuously be looking around the market to try and figure out where they are located. Exactly, you know, and that's what's so good about. I've got a lot of vendors who've been with us. 
for a long time, you know. Um, and yes, they've been in the same spot, you know, and that helps everybody tremendously. It allows them to go there and visit with them and then see uh, other new ones or ones that are just getting started, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's nice about the vendors at the farmer's market. Um, they all help each other out, you know. Uh, they've got great relationships with each other. Uh, they pr- they promote each other, so uh, it works all the way around. So, good focus point for people. You know, I can go here and then they can help me direct me to who else I should go to. You know, Tom, is there there's some kind of a a, a limitation on a, on how far out you allow vendors to come into our market from, like a distance? Well, um, we like to try to keep it as local as possible. Uh, I can uh, pretty much say that they're all from Marshall County, but one or two, you know. Okay. Uh, they're just a, a jump or two away from Marshall County. So, I mean, uh, the fruit ones would probably the hard ones. But, you know, because there's nothing around here to speak of. It. Right. So, it's like from like Michigan or whatever, a lot there's right. a lot of fruit yeah. growing up that direction. Yeah, right. So we get a lot of that from north, but it's not that far away. I think I think if I remember right, we got like a hundred mile radius or something like that. Okay. Uh, but we try to keep it as local as possible. Uh, we're here to promote the economy and, and the cities and little cities and towns, and you know, uh, you'd hate to bring somebody out of. Some big city, you know what I'm saying? Certainly, because then it's it's not so much as like that. You don't get that homegrown feeling or that home created feeling. You get more of a they're in it for you know a really big business type situation. Well, and a lot of these a lot of these vendors that we have there are your neighbors. You know, there are you know everybody says oh John you know whoever it might be you know. over golfers, you know, they're right in August. So, you know, that's our kind of our neighbors. Uh, and that's important to put on our neighbors and small business. Definitely. Um, it, it, so that, oh. a, a lot of these vendors, people need to understand that this isn't, they have full-time job. This is their part-time job. Um, exactly. You know, mm-hmm. so you're just helping them out by coming to the market and buying items from them. Um but they don't they don't make enough money on the markets to to be able to survive, so they have to have another job that they probably don't right. enjoy nearly as much as they do the farmers market job. Well, and I think that's where that's how a lot of them have gotten started. Uh, you know, they, they they have their regular jobs and their hobby is gardening, and their gardens got bigger than you know, and they. Uh, a lot of them have learned to enjoy gardening, growing plants, and with that, it expands, and the hobby gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and, you know, hopefully in the end, I, I know two of my clients who went from, you know, full-time job to doing this wow. full-time. And wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So, that happens, and, you know, it's Find that we try to help them build their business, so they can grow. So you know, we were talking about that. I think it was last night in our meeting how many vendors have gone on to bigger 
bigger venues, like big Chicago places. And, wow. You know, in the past, and down in Indianapolis, uh, several of our vendors have expanded big enough to go that way, and I, I find that pretty neat. That's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. So... Do you, at times during the market, do you have a waiting list for vendors wanting to get in? Because you you only have so many spots down there, really. Yeah, you know, I don't know that I have a waiting list for for like vegetable growers and that kind of stuff. Um, I'm, you know, you hate to flood it with with hordes and hordes of the same products, but uh, a lot of the vendors you'll see them move from one one season to another season. You know, you have growers who grow uh, a lot of early vegetables and then they grow later vegetables and then you have your growers who grow middle of the season type, <laughs> type stuff. So you'll see them shuffle and move back and forth. But, you know, that's usually the way it works. It's fun. A waiting list for plants and vegetables and stuff like that. I don't think I have anybody waiting. Uh, they're just not in there yet. You know, it's not ready for that yet. Or their, their products aren't ready that they're growing. Does that make sense? Sure, it does. So it gives me enough room to be able to move people around and, and right. fill in the spaces when one moves, one moves in, one moves out. So and that helps. And for your help for nonprofits, you, you do limit the number of nonprofit organizations that can be there each Saturday um, yeah, I try to keep that down to a couple of profits on a Saturday, on a given Saturday. You know, that way everyone can kind of stand a chance at, you know, promoting yourself and the not for profit. Uh, but every once in a while, you'll see me put a third one in because somebody got canceled and, and they can't bring it on Saturday, so we can't move them around to give them that opportunity. So, uh, and it depends on if they're selling something or they're just promoting themselves. Sure. You know. So that helps, but I'm I'm looking for not for profits all the time. I'm going to be a part of what we're doing. So, well, I, you know, I think people are really looking forward uh, to the market opening because it's really become in, in Marshall County uh, a destination that folks, you know, they may buy. They may buy an Amish pie or they may buy a hanging basket or they might not buy anything. They may just come and hang out with their friends and and, and check out the people. Well, yeah, I, I actually have a couple of people who come to the market and just come to where my day is at. You know, I have my own yeah. market booth. They'll sit there with me and we'll watch the people and we'll talk and, and they'll say, okay, I've drank my cup of coffee. I just don't want to go home now. <laughs> and, they had a wonderful day now, because they got to see people. And... You said coffee too, so there are times where uh, people can get coffee at the farmers market. Even I, I yes, um, well, you know, in the past I've had Apagados has been there, um, and now a new person is actually taking over Apagados. Okay, and it's going to be called going to be called it. So they'll still be there, just different ownership is all it is. Um, and then uh, I'll have, I think one other person, maybe two other people who sell coffee, regular coffee, and and so yep, we have that. And I will 
some of the not-for-profits, when they come in, they'll do biscuits and gravy and, you know, uh, of course, they always got roots and, and try to have raw farmers there all the time and do. So, yeah, you eat coffee and a sandwich or coffee and a taco, but a breakfast taco or something. <laughs> and walk around and have fun. It, it It is a fun place. It is pet-friendly also. Um, yeah. And I know one thing that you guys have encouraged over the last several years, and it's not mandatory, but they do encourage you to bring a, a, a bag to carry your, your items home with so we're not passing out so many plastic bags. Um, if you're right. a regular farmer's market person, you might have a cloth bag that you carry uh, your items in or uh, a basket-type situation, something. Um, just, it, you know, it's kind of like this. You would definitely be a Blue Zones uh, location for for this yeah. big Blue Zones uh, opportunity. And, and occasionally there's actually, um, you know, good food that people can learn how. I know in the fall you usually do the chili cook where you go around to the different yeah. vendors and and gather items to put in the chili. So it, I do. Um and, and, and we're going to try to do a little more of that kind of stuff this year. Um, and hopefully, you know, I used to get somebody to, well, I used to try to do it myself. I can't do that stuff anymore, but I'm still with everything else. I used to cook vegetables and hand out vegetables and mm-hmm. maybe a, some, some, just to taste them. And people go, well, what, how do you fix that? And it's really simple. You put the fresh vegetable on the grill and enjoy the the. the um, there's no special recipes. It's just the fresh fruits and vegetables that you're getting that makes all the difference in the world. And you will find them at the Plymouth Farmer's Market. Um, yes, so you will. It's every Saturday morning. What are your hours? 7.30 to 11.30. And that's it? That, that's it. 7.30 to 11.30. No more. Yeah. Those, those hours work really well. I know I like Every once in a while, I have somebody where you can stay open later. Well, we've tried that, you know. And we stayed open back in the beginning until 1 o'clock, one time 2 o'clock, and another time it was noon, you know. So we kept playing different numbers, and this worked out best because that's about when people are going home. They got plans for the day. So, yeah, it worked out best, and we kept it that way. And uh, how do you say that way? You know. And if somebody's listening and they may be interested in being a vendor, um, I assume you have an uh, application on your website? I do have, and, and you can find that at uh, com. And there's a place that says not-for-profit not application, and it also says vendor application. Um, and... Sometimes I get a little glitched on I need to say, fill out all the lines on the application <laughs> and then send it. Because I'm, for some reason I'm having a little glitch, and if they're not all filled out, it, it may fill up an error, but I'm getting about 95% of the application. So, well, just, you know, I will respond within a few days or so, and we'll go from there. And the cost to uh, have a vendor booth? It's $15 a week. All right. 
Well, Tom, we look forward to uh, seeing you at the uh, Plymouth Farmers Market this during this growing season, and um, all the people out there uh, that, that just come and have some fun and and get to meet up with some old folks that they haven't seen for a while. It'll be fun. I'm excited about this year. You know, I think we're away from the most of the COVID stuff. You know, uh, yeah. Come out and come out and enjoy your family. You know, if you, you know, I, I've had people. Do I have to wear a mask or don't I? I said, You know what? That's your call. If you want to wear one, you're welcome. Nobody's going to say nothing. Nor is anybody going to say nothing if you don't wear one. Very good. So, you know, let's let's go back to enjoying ourselves at the market. I think that sounds like a great idea. Well, Tom, we want to thank you for spending time with us this morning. Well, sorry, we got our wires crossed. I, I, well, Monday I was not well, and then I was thinking it was tomorrow, and it's not it today. And... That's okay. Not a big thing. We got it. We got it started. So we got it done, and we got folks will know that the farmers market opens up this Saturday in downtown Plymouth. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. Thanks, guys, for all you do, all your promoting. It'll be a great year. Very good. We'll be seeing you at the market. All right, dear. Thanks, Kathy. Bye, Tom. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. All right. Okay. Farmer's Market. Yeah. I could. I can just see you going crazy this year. Really? Yes. Oh, all those fruits and vegetables, and you like to cut and... Oh, I love to cut. And, and, you know, that's one thing that he mentioned, though, about grilling. You know, you can grill just about any fruit and any vegetable oh, yeah. out there. I have. Um, Anything that comes in my house in the summertime is going on the grill. You know, I've not, I've never had grilled fruit at all. But you can grill pineapple. You can actually grill watermelon. Yeah. Um, apples. Peaches, I know, are a big one, too. So that might be something we have to give a give a little shot, try. Yeah. But um, there's nothing on earth. I've had than... grilled green beans, I guess, and, and grilled asparagus. And there's nothing better than grilled asparagus. That's right. There is uh, absolutely nothing better. If than you grew asparagus. up in the '60s and the '70s, and your mom fed you canned asparagus, and you don't think you like aspar- asparagus anymore, then you need. You See, need Maggie, to try grilled asparagus. Maggie likes the canned stuff. Ugh. I don't mind it. Ugh. I definitely prefer grilled. I would grilled. never. I would never feed it to my family. Little garlic and olive oil. And oh, it's set. so limp and <laughs> mushy. Uh, no, all right. Not at all. Well, Not at all. Asparagus is really good. I like it a lot. Well, a lot. I'm glad. I like it grilled. Yeah, but that's it. It is fabulous grilled. Yes, definitely. Okay, folks. Five seven four nine three six four zero nine six. We'd love to hear from you today. You can give us a call. We're going to do a, another prize. Yes, giveaway. we are. We have Plymouth Elks Lodge. Ooh. Uh, this is for any of their meals. Uh, it's a complimentary dinner. So any which of their means, twelve ninety five meals, yeah, which means fish all you can eat, jumbo shrimp. Two, count them, two grilled pork chops, Hmm. shrimp and fish. uh, Those are the items you can get free with this one complimentary dinner. 
they serve from 5 to 8. All those include a salad bar, potato dessert situation. Carryouts are available. And uh, we've got a freebie for one complimentary dinner that we are going to give away to caller number 7 again. 574-936-4096. 574-936-4096. Once again, Please, if you or one of your family have won in the last 30 days, let somebody else grab this and uh, start dialing. The Belmart BP station at the corner of Michigan and Jefferson Streets in downtown Plymouth not only provides BP fuel to keep you moving down the road, but they can also keep you moving throughout the day. Some gas can cause nasty dirt deposits to build up on critical engine parts, dragging your fuel economy down and leading to unexpected trips to the mechanic. All grades of BP gasoline have Invigorator, a cleaning agent that helps defend your engine against dirt to give you more miles to the tank, and that means more easygoing for you. And how about the fuel you put in your own tank? The Belmart BP station has Gatorade Thirst Quencher, two for three fifty, or the new Baya Boost. It's a Wonder Water, a plant-based energy drink, two for four dollars. Check out the Belmart Coffee Bar with hypercaffeinated Jamaican me crazy blueberry muffin or decaf coffee plymouth belmart bp opens at 4 a.m for all you early birds Get your cell phone out and dial 574-936-4096 or text 574-307-6647 and be part of the show. Now let's get back to what's your opinion on WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana. Oh, Sherry? Was that Sherry? Sherry, Sherry H. Sherry, baby. Oh, I forget. It's a farmer's market song instead. <laughs> farmer's market. Farmer's market. Oh, way to come in on the back vocals. Good job. Yeah. Okay, folks, is is that what you want is us singing? Because we still have a little bit of time. We'd love to hear from you uh, to know what's on your mind. Um, I will let folks know that the Plymouth Park Department is gearing up for summer and they are excited to announce that day camp and the Plymouth Public Pool will open on Tuesday, May 31st. Um, Also, you know, the daddy-daughter dance, it's always been a very popular event. Well, they're bringing back the mother-son event, which is going to take place on May 21st at Riverside Intermediate School. So we'll be talking with Abby uh, to get a little more information on what the plans are for the Mother Sun event coming up later this month. Cool. But just a heads up so you guys know. Make your plans now to watch their website. Very good. Yeah. Park department. Getting into full swing. Exactly. Get out to the park, too. It's starting to green up. Isn't that nice? 
I mean, yeah. it really, I love it when you even drive around and you start to actually see lawns green. And Jim had to go mow the grass, go home and mow the grass yesterday My, afternoon. It's kind of strange to me. I don't know whether it's because I'm old. <laughs> no, uh, not at all. But it seems like grass is greener than I remember it being. <laughs> Is that... It's your glasses, Rusty. So what you're saying is for the first time in my life, I'm seeing? <laughs> it's a miracle! I'm seeing the grass is green. I just feel like it's greener than it's been. I don't... The no, grass I'm... is always green around the other side. Well, but yeah, but... <laughs> this is like all sides. It just seems... You know, the side yard is just as green as the front yard. So... Just seems greener this year. I don't know why. Well, that's cool. I'll take it. Maybe it had COVID before. Now it's cleared up. Maybe it's because the sun hasn't shined so much on it yet and faded it out that it's still green because we've had such cloudy days. I don't know. I just know that I'm I'm watching it and thinking it seems to be greener. I I don't know. I don't know. Could just be the medication they put me on. I. Kathy, why are you turning green? Yeah. Yeah. Everything's greener. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a heads up. I did get the agenda for the Marshall County Council meeting, which will be on Monday. Um, They're going to open with public input, which folks can uh, input on agenda items. And then Janice Holliday from Older Adult Services will be there with her quarterly report and her... 2023 INDOT application for funding for next year already. It's kind of hard to believe, but things move faster. Oh, yeah. um, the health department, Sandy Dumphy from the health department is going to be there. They are seeking uh, an immunization and vaccine grant for children um, and the COVID supplement grant. So she will be there to ask for that. Uh, Sheriff Matt Hassel from the Marsh County Sheriff's Department will be there with Michael Marshall, who's the county's IT director. Um, They have a dispatch center, PCs, and private cloud vault discussion. I'm guessing that they need some computers maybe updated in the dispatch center. Oh, yeah. A private cloud vault I'm guessing that's like storage. more of a storage, yeah. and it's a more secure thing well, yeah. than yeah, it would have uh, to be just being out there on the cloud, right? Yes. So, uh, Sandy Garrison from the Marsh County Museum should be there with her quarterly report. They'll have additional appropriation requests, transfer requests, and there is an ordinance to establish a new drug court fund. There is an ordinance to establish a travel policy reimbursement requirement that if you're traveling and you want to get reimbursed for your travel, I'm pretty sure this is going to be like you have to have it turned in within blank days of travel. Because I know at one point there was a lot of people that they would save up their mileage till the end of the year and then turn it all in at once at the end of the year. Right, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. here's my Christmas bonus. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And there is something, an ordinance that is listed, identify and authorize petty cash drawers. So there may be some departments that have 
but need to be identified in an ordinance that they have yeah. um, and are authorized to have petty cash drawers. So, um, And uh, then there's, again, public input at the end of the meeting. So two opportunities for the public to come and speak to the Marshall County Council. There Their you meeting go. is Monday morning at 9 a.m. Okay. All right. Really good. Yes. Now, now I'm really stretching, Rusty. <laughs> Not sure what else we can do to stretch here. Um, well, you, I guess. Well, before you do your thing, all right. Um, I got a couple of things coming up that I want folks to know oh, okay. about. Yeah. Obviously, uh, Rusty talked about it a little bit ago, but I want everybody to know that Tricapa is holding. A tenderloin and free fry and French fry uh, dinner Friday evening from five thirty until seven. It's at River Park Square here in downtown Plymouth. Uh, they're also going to have a bake sale. A tenderloin and fries is ten dollars, and they will do both pre-sale tickets and walk-ups. So no worry, you can get your ticket there. Um, and then obviously, it's great to have dinner, but it's nice to have some some dessert to go along with it so make sure you check out their bake sale uh, they plan to be at river park square from 5 30 to 7 30 tomorrow night so help out try kappa and if you miss that chance to get a pork tenderloin sandwich and fries you can have it for lunch on saturday because uh, first united methodist church is going to have uh, ralph smith cooking from 11 a.m to 2 p.m on saturday in the west parking lot by ready mart uh, it's going to be drive-through only. Once again, ten bucks for a sandwich and fries, and those proceeds will benefit mission trips. So, uh, if you want tickets, you can call the church nine three six two nine four three. And if tenderloins aren't your thing, there is a Nelson's Porta Pit Chicken fundraiser being sponsored by the Argus Lions Club. It's going to be Saturday, starting at nine o'clock in the morning, and they'll go until they're sold out. They are going to be located at First Source Bank and the Argus Dollar General Store. I always have to look at that because I see I see Argus Dollars and they have dollars, dollars, for scholars, dollars down yeah. there. And Okay, so they're going to be at the Argus First Source Bank and they'll also be at the Argus Dollar General Stores. It's $10 for a half a chicken and they also will have potatoes. Those are $4 a piece. There is no pre-sale. And potatoes are available only while supplies last. So they're not going to cook any extras. So if you want potatoes, you got to get there early. Come support the Argus Lion Clubs this Saturday in Argus, starting at 9 o'clock in the morning. All right. All 9 right. o'clock. Get All out right. there. All right. Get out there. Yeah. You could be a... Hey, Buster. Yeah. Pull over. Yeah, I could do I that. I want to see your driver's license. Yeah, I could do that. That big character I could do. Yeah. Show the cop. <laughs> All right, pull over. I got... I got you kind of sound like Ironsides, actually. Yes, I, I kind of do. <laughs> Mark, I'd like a sponge bath. Please wheel me over here to solve this crime. Thank you. Yes. Well, is it is it wrong for... Someone to solve crimes in a wheelchair? I, I don't think so. While you're in the bathtub? Yes, yes, <laughs> that would be, be good. I, I don't know. I'm just you're crazy. I'm just improvising now, and everybody's saying, "Yep, that's pretty clear." Okay, 
uh, guess what, folks? I am going to the Marshall County Park Board meeting tonight, so hope to see you there at 6 o'clock. It's in the second floor meeting room of the county building. I know the south doors are always open to get in. Um, that's a that's got the bigger parking lot down there. Um, so if you want to come and tend, we'd love to have you. Um, other than that, Rusty, I think we'll let you do your thing now. Oh, okay. I can do that. Uh, let me push this button. Yes, if you hear your name, <laughs> you're going to jail. Uh, no, actually, you're going to be eligible for a very nice prize of uh, four cupcakes from La Desert Cafe, also free small drink from the Coffee Lodge, and all we're going to do is wish you a happy birthday and put you in the hat. And a bouquet. Bouquet from Cash and Creek. Yes, I keep forgetting. Market bouquet from Cash and Creek. There you go. John Oliver from Oliver Ford. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday John. to you. Uh, oh, got it in there. Uh, now, a uh, couple of them. Uh, Mary Bowling and Wanda Mae Schlemmer. Happy birthday today. Happy birthday, ladies. You guys are in the birthday hat and eligible for those prizes from Lettuce or Cafe, the Coffee Lodge, and Cash and Creek. Um, time for anniversaries. If you have an anniversary in May, make sure you get it to us, and we will uh, get you eligible for our drawing at the end of the month. 50 bucks from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home on the line. All you got to do is... Get that date in here to us, and we will take care of all the rest. So make sure you do that before May is over. Now it's time for Trading Post. You can buy, sell, trade, giveaway. Four items, four days, for free. So long as you're in business, bring those items. I'm going to throw this away because I don't need it. And where did we go? Do we have anything? Well, we do. Okay. Oh, here it is. Okay, it was on the back. I'm looking at it. It's a, uh, it's okay, a blank have, piece of paper. We have a blank piece of paper for sale with Adam's name on it. Uh, Easy Camp Craft and Vendor Fair. They're looking for vendors, crafters. Um, May 28th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Central Time. Uh, it's in Grovertown. May 28th and 29th. 28th, 29th, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, that is Grovertown Time. And uh, 9415 East 500 North is where it's at. They once again need crafters and vendors. Contact Carolyn at 708-774-3410. 708-774-3410. I have for sale a snowblower. Uh, no, you, listen, this is a, yeah, this is, well, you might still need it now that I think about it. I'm going to say this <laughs> yeah. is a next year, get it ahead of time item, but now you, you may actually use it. You may this need yet. it yet this year. You Who may. knows? They want $500 for that. It's only been used a couple of months. Uh, they have a fishing boat, it looks like. A boat is for sale. It's a nice, big motor boat. Uh, Juanita, so you call. <laughs> For that, 574-514-6354. That's 574-514-6354. And uh, it is also kayak time. Uh, they have a yellow perception, nine, uh, sparky, nine-and-a-half-foot kayak. They got three of them. They want $200 for any of the three or all of the 200 600 for all three. Uh, also have a 15-foot kayak, a wilderness system uh, kayak with two dry hatches. It comes with two-piece paddle. It's a good recreational touring kayak. Tracks good, stable, fast. 450 bucks for that. 
Maybe you don't have your sea legs yet. You're a landlubber. Um, they have an MTD yard machine, 38-inch riding mower, 13.5 horsepower Briggs and Stratton engine, 300 bucks, and you can call 574-532-9218 for any additional information or if you're interested. And uh, take a quick look. Yep, that is a trading post for today. Very good. All right. You had quite a few things there. Yes, I we did. We ran out of music before we got to it. Yes, we did. So <laughs> it's that season. Wait till the wait till the sales start. Then we'll we'll be able to be able to talk a lot about trading post items. Anyway. Very good. All right. That's all I got. We're out of here. We're out of here. We will be back tomorrow morning. That's right. Right after the nine o'clock news. Yes. And we're gonna talk about sober living, correct? The sober living house on Lincoln Way East. We're gonna find out a little bit about it. All right. So yeah, it should be interesting. Make sure you tune in at nine till then. Have a great day. <laughs>